I'm reading from the NIV version, um, Acts 16, 22-34. The crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison. The jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received the, these orders, he put them in the inner cells and fastened their feet in the stocks. After midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundation of the prisons were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and he saw the prison doors open. He drew his swords and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his, in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds then immediately he and all his households were baptised. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before him. them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God and he and his whole household. Thanks, Janet. All good. Janet's been a, a huge mentor of Courtney, who's getting baptised today, and uh, was extremely nervous, and so thank you for stepping out of your comfort zone. Um, but Courtney tells, tells me that she asks you all sorts of questions that you have to answer, so I reckon uh, you deserve a break now. So, <laughs> well done, well done. Let's pray. Father, we, we thank you that you are an almighty, awesome God, we thank you that we can be here for these baptisms today. We thank you for every visitor, every family member. We thank you for the five ladies getting baptised today. We just uh, rejoice in their faith, that they have faith in Jesus Christ as their saviour. We pray for our, our hearts this morning, that you'll open them. May our words and actions honour you in everything we do today. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, we celebrate five baptisms all different ages, all different journeys, but they've all led to one destination, and that is where we are here today to declare publicly that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Saviour. The reading Janet just did goes through the book of Acts early on after Jesus ascended into heaven. And it goes through the conversion and baptism of another family so let's look back at Acts chapter 16. And a bit of background is that Paul was travelling through on a missionary journey. Uh, he was encouraging churches and uh, he'd seen Lydia, a lady Lydia converted and baptised earlier in the chapter. Then one day Paul came 
into an issue where some masters were exploiting a slave girl that saw their hopes of wealth dashed because of Paul. So they turned to Paul and Silas and they dragged them before the authorities. In what was a kangaroo court, the mob formed and Paul and Silas were thrown into prison for no reason. They were put into stocks and the jailer was instructed to ensure that they didn't escape. That was his job, one job, don't let the prisoners escape. Some hours later, somehow, Paul and Silas are praying and singing. They'd been unfairly treated and put in prison while doing God's work. And somehow, instead of moping around and feeling sorry for themselves, they were praying and singing. Now, for those that don't know, Paul, after his conversion from being a Christian killer to a missionary for Jesus, would use every and any opportunity to share the good news of Jesus. And in this case, even when in prison, and later on, even when he was under house arrest. I believe he loved being on the front line for Jesus, not knowing what the next day would bring, even if that meant he would die. But whatever it did bring, he'd be pointing others to Jesus. Well, we get to the point of this Bible reading for today. A major earthquake happened at midnight and freedom, freedom for the prisoners was within reach. Mayhem, as the doors fell open, the chains broke, the jailer had one job. Don't let the prisoners escape. So waking up and seeing everything as it shouldn't be, he'd failed. Through no fault of his own. But the problem was that he feared what would become of him. So he would only see one option, death. Was it fear for his, of his employers? Would it be the fear that he would be thrown into the stocks himself and be stuck in prison? Whatever the reason, his only solution to this big problem was to actually kill himself because he didn't think there was a reason to live. He was at a crossroad in life and he had a decision to make. It's interesting when you're at crossroads in your, in your life because I could really relate to this prisoner, prison guard. Even though I've never been a prison guard myself, there's times where I'm at crossroads and I've got decisions to make. So fast forward 2,000 years to today, and we see it all throughout society. But it's interesting. I work a couple of days a week in a school, and sometimes when life gets overwhelming for students, they can think, my only solution is to not be here. My only solution is to die. And that's really sad. Unfortunately, that's the reality for all of us, who put our, self, our hope and our faith in self. And I saw a T-shirt only the other day, and it said, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. So I pondered and thought about that. And I thought, actually, 
I think I'm the last person I'd want to believe in. Sure, I'm a nice guy, but I get grumpy. I get sad. I get tired. I get emotional. Ask my wife. I occasionally get stressed. And unfortunately for me, I get overwhelmed too. And sometimes I've been known to do the wrong things. So if that is where I put my belief and all my trust in, I'm going to be a failure. I need to put my belief and trust in something much bigger, much more perfect, and much loving than myself. Paul would write a letter to the Romans in the next book in their Bible, in Romans chapter 3. And it tells us as humans, no matter how good we think we are, or how good we think we can be, we actually all fail at times. None of us are perfect, and all of us have sinned, or all of us have done wrong. We are born in sin, and unfortunately, therefore, we are all sinners. But you know what? Thankfully, Romans chapter 3 doesn't end with that. So I'm going to put on the screen and we're going to read Romans chapter 3, 23 to 25 from the New Living Translation. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. So people are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. So us, what do we offer? Well, we offer sin. And unfortunately, our solutions to life's problems lead to death. But God, in his grace, sent Jesus. And we are made right before God when we believe by faith that Jesus died on the cross for us. So let's go back to the jail. This jail warden, prison warden, is ready to give up and say, I have failed. And instead of facing up to this solution and working things through, he would conclude that it's better that I die. And we heard in the reading, as Paul is seeing that, he yells, stop, don't do it. None of us have run to freedom. We're all here. There's a deeper freedom that you need to hear about. At this point, the jailer is on his knees. He's got nothing to offer. He has no answers and he's at the end of himself. So what is the answer, if not death, Paul? What is the answer? And that is when Paul shared life with the jailer. Verse 31 mentions, and like we mentioned before, Paul would say, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. That's life. Not belief in self, 
which will lead to disappointment and death, but belief in Jesus, which leads to life. He died on the cross and rose again so he could offer life eternal. And we read again in the book of John in the Bible, John chapter 3, verse 16. And that will be up on the screen in a second. It says, For God so loved the world. If Jeff, you can move that to the next screen. That's great. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That's Jesus that whoever believes in him will never die, but have eternal life. As I said before, not belief in self, which is death, but belief in Jesus, which is life. So what do we see with the jailer? Well, the whole family is invited to hear the good news that gives life. And the whole family believed. And in the darkness of night, and on the verge of death, this jailer had new life and his family had new life and his outlook on life went from I have no option but to die to I want to care for others and he helped them care for their wounds and he set a meal before them. He and his family were baptised and we know nothing more about this family except that they were very new to the faith. They believed and they got baptised. And so why am I speaking about this? Well, it's actually because of the Dillon family who came along to church only recently and turned to God and decided to follow Jesus. And we can see the joy and later Courtney will share her, her testimony, her story of death and life and the girls following suit and they're getting baptised, not the whole family today, but three of the five are getting baptised together today. And that was the story I, I thought of when I was talking to the Dillons. We can't have a baptism service without actually talking about Jesus, sin, death, faith and life. And this story... I think brings it out really well. So in verse 34, we read that they shared a meal together and rejoiced because of their faith in God. What a joyous verse. And it ties in well with our situation today because we're having a church picnic afterwards and we can enjoy a meal together and celebrate our faith. So anyone here that didn't know that, you're welcome to come to our church picnic and sit at the desk after church and you can be invited along. But what a great day to have a picnic. The day people are baptised and declaring their faith to everyone here and rejoicing in our belief in God together with a meal. My prayer today is that everyone here will choose life, not death. Next slide, thanks, Jeff. Everyone here will choose life, not death. Jesus and not self. And you can leave here today rejoicing because of your faith that you've placed in Jesus as the saviour for your sins. So as witnesses here today, whether it's your first time here, 
you're a family member or you've, you come here every week. I often look over to this side and see a couple of founding members of our church and think, well, they've been here the longest. And it's such a joy to, to see a first-timer or an old-timer. We're here to support and encourage these five ladies on their journey with Jesus. Some of them are new to the faith. Some have had a, a long, hard journey. But let's get to know them. Let's journey with them. Let's pray for them regularly and let's point them to follow Jesus in their lives. So I'm just going to put the names of those that are getting baptised. I'm just going to give a, a personal verse to each one and a bit of background before they come up. Emily, Emily came to me with her dad a little while ago now, nervous as anything, and probably nothing's changed because she's as nervous as anything today. Maybe it's me, Emily. Maybe I make you nervous. She wanted to get baptised, and I could see it in her face that she was out of her comfort zone, but she was determined to step up and share her faith. And it was a real radiant joy about her desire to get baptised. And uh, she uses, at times, Bible journaling to help her focus and remember scripture. And I just wanted to encourage Emily that even in the challenges, God can use you mightily. Matthew 5.16 talks about letting your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let that be an encouragement for you today. The Dillons, as mentioned before, came to us this year and asked to be baptised. We sat down with them and we talked and they shared their journey. We prayed with them and actually asked that they wait and observe, observe the last baptism service and we can talk to them after that. And Courtney came back and throughout the journey, I had the privilege of giving them a Bible and seeing their growth and faith and understanding take shape. So we talked again, and I remember saying to Courtney, something about you has changed. You really have a thirst for God now. Peyton has always seemed older than her years and has been soaking up the Bible and understood her salvation. And I went to their house, and I, I will admit this, I was thinking that Addie, well, she was too young. But I felt I needed to give her an opportunity to answer a few questions about sin and faith and salvation. And I was really amazed how much this quiet young girl had been taken in, and I felt rebuked that you shouldn't judge a kid by how loud or how quiet they are or are not, or by their, their age for that matter. And it's been a privilege to journey with the Dillon family over the last few months. Courtney, you're a runner. You've been running all over the place. And while preparing this, I kept coming back to the verses in Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 1 to 2, that you may run the race with endurance, laying aside the sin that entangles us and fix our eyes or your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. Peyton, you're a deep thinker. I have no idea where God will take you, 
But I want to leave you with Colossians 3.17. And if you have this on your heart throughout the years to come, it will serve you well. Whatever you do, do in the name of Jesus. Addie, Jesus wants us to come with childlike faith. And even when you're older, that simple faith is what God desires. One of the verses we've kept coming back to in Ignite this year, Addie, is one that I want to leave with you. And it says in Luke chapter 10, verse 27, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength and mind, and your neighbour as yourself. And we talk to the younger ones of what life could be. And then we come to some of us who have lived a bit longer and recognise that life sometimes is not a dream or inspiring. Sometimes it can be downright tough. We fail. We fail God and we sin and we end up places we never planned to go. Lucinda, a real journey of forgiveness healing wounds, and even recognising that self doesn't bring joy, but God does. What a great thing to know we have a forgiving God and that, we, and that he knows that we aren't perfect. And the verse I'd like to give you this morning is the great assurance of First John 1, 9, that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin. May God bless you five as we go through the waters of baptism now. This is where I get emotional, Emily. See, this is hard when I'm up in front of people too. These, these girls are going to be very um, nervous and I'm probably not helping. But after this song, we're going to sing Christ Alone, which is a request. A few of these songs have been requests of the people getting baptised today. Um, in Christ alone, we're going to sing now. We're going to have Emily's grandfather, Mick. He's going to come up and he's going to pray um, for his granddaughter and the others that are getting baptised this morning. And then we're going to hear the testimonies of each of the ladies getting baptised. Um, bear with us. Some are very nervous. Actually, I think all of them are nervous. Each of them have sat down with us, um, some of the elders, um, to discuss their journey in more detail. I've had the privilege of having a bit more insight on the journey and it's my privilege to baptise them today. So after the song, they're going to come up and share their testimony and be baptised. When they uh, get baptised, there'll be a bit of music. Feel free, free to clap and cheer. Um, and if you'd like and you're thinking, ah, oh, can't see from back there, feel free. that uh, It will be on the screens, but feel free to come up and even sort of kneel here so you can see it a bit closer if you'd like. All different works, walks, like I said at the start, all different walks, all are nervous, but they've put their brief journey into their own words and Jesus is their common destination that is seeing them get baptised today. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the salvation he offers for, for sin. We thank you that we can go from believing in self, believing in no hope, believing in the end is death, to putting our faith and belief in Jesus and having eternal life. We thank you for those promises in, in your word. 
We thank you for the opportunity to be here and see these ladies get baptised now. We thank you for, for who you are. You are our God. You are almighty. And Jesus is our saviour. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.